The Word says we're called to make disciples. We're growing in the Word of God. Jesus Christ was sent to be our Saviour. This is the Bromley Town Church Podcast. We pray God speaks to you through this message, blessing you as you live out God's Word. Stream or download other sermon podcasts via the Bromley Town Church website or by using the SoundCloud app. Head over to BromleyTownChurch.com. It's wonderful to see you all. How many of you were part of the 36 hours of prayer, the Saturday night prayer and worship? Amen. It was a wonderful time. Uh, it was a real blessing to be a part of that. And you really could feel uh, the presence of God just building as we went through the time. Literally, we came here Saturday night. You felt like we were a rocket ready to take off. And many people that were coming from other churches were saying, wow, I just, just could feel the presence of God so strongly there. So we're so thankful for that. I really like to, I still have a few people of my team here. Where are they? Ike is an elder at our church. He is there. Uh, Mary, thank you. Uh, I don't know where Kelly went, but she's not here. She leads prayer at our church. And then Roger is a fellow pastor. We joined together, really seeking God for revival. So we're really thankful. I'm thankful to be with them. Now, this morning, I want to talk about what to, you know, when we just spent time seeking the Lord, the Lord always speaks. He says, if you seek me, you'll find me. God always begins to open our eyes to something. God always begins to stir something in our hearts. And we really, what do we do with that? Because how many times have you been there on a Sunday service, you're stirred in the Lord, but then it falls to the ground and you don't really see the breakthrough. You don't see the blessing. So I really want to talk about today about how to increase our faith how our faith can begin to be really strengthened like you do a muscle, like you do something that you're trying to grow and develop. How can we strengthen our faith? And so the reason I want to do that is because I believe that many of you are being called by God to take steps of faith, but sometimes we get intimidated to take that step. And we really need to begin to see how can we move forward in faith to really begin to take hold of the things of the Lord. Somebody say amen. 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 We're looking at, going to look, I just want to look at a little short passage in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7. It says, for we walk by faith, not by sight. There are other places in the Bible says, the righteous will walk by faith and not by sight. The opposite of walking by faith is walking by sight. Now, our human nature only wants to walk by sight. In fact, we love what we call comfort zones. Anybody with me? Where I can see it, I can manage it, I can handle it, I can, I can do all of that. I'm in my comfort zone. Nothing's stretching me, nothing's challenging me, nothing scares me, nothing is difficult with this. I feel like I can just sit back and I've got a handle on it. That means walking by my human ability and my human wisdom. Now, the Bible says we, the righteous, are to walk by faith, not by sight. That we're to believe God for more than what we can just produce out of our human effort. 
We're to believe God for his promises. We're to believe God for the things he calls us to stand for, even though we can't see how it's going to come. The righteous will live by faith. I have found in my life that my human nature is constantly trying to reduce having to live by faith. In fact, if you're in your life just kind of going along and you're not being stretched by faith, you're not growing. You're literally beginning to set in a place that you're just going by comfort zones and you're not beginning to experience the things of God. And what happens with that is your fire for God diminishes. It is only walking by faith, stepping out in faith, seeing God do things that he said he could do that you begin to see a fire in your heart. Now, one of the things I've known with, by God is that he gives us promises. He gives us things to trust him for. And as we're seeking to trust him for those greater things, that he will begin to work in our hearts, stretch us, and we will encounter him in a greater way. We will encounter him as a healer, or we will encounter him as a shepherd, or we will encounter him as a deliverer, or we will encounter him as a provider, or we will encounter him as one that gives wisdom from heaven, reveals mysteries. It's only as we walk by faith that we encounter God and begin to know him by name. And he says, those who know me, trust me. So if you're not walking by faith, you really begin to see your trust of God is diminishing. And it's hard to keep that area of your life strong if I'm not allowing God to help me walk by faith. So I know in my own life I've had to step out in faith, and faith many times scares me. Faith stretches me, especially if it's going beyond something. I remember <clears throat> trying to trust God to, uh, we were in a crime-ridden area, and the, the newspaper, the mayor, everybody is saying, okay, Basically, we've asked the church to pray in this area because crime has gotten so bad. Let's, we want, and you really, you felt like the spotlight's on you. If nothing changes, it's really going to be a evidence that the church is just talk. So we were there praying, and for 40 days of prayer, we had many different churches praying. And we started going at it, and, you know, we're stepping out in faith. I didn't know what God would have done because I've never sought God for something that like that before and you know as we stepped out in faith we started seeing God move God I mean literally within a few days the worst criminal that the police didn't even know the name of this person they just had a silhouette because they knew that there was somebody running this big operation of drugs from Miami that would go up the east coast and they were trying to begin to realizing they had a stopover in Orlando and they were distributing a lot of drugs in this area Within a few days of our prayer, that person was turned in by one of his lieutenants. And they said the baddest of the bad was arrested. You started thinking, God's moving. And it went on, and it went on. But by the end of it, crime had dramatically... I sat with the police. They're telling me crime literally was pushed out of this area. And you could see where it went. I mean, they had... Crack pipes being laid at the places where we were praying. Prostitutes were coming and asking how to be saved. I mean, things were happening. What happens to your faith? It grows. You start believing. If God can move crime, he can deal with this or with that. I'm saying to you, friends, we are to live by faith, not by sight. And you 
if you don't watch yourself, you slide back into the sight walking. Let me just manage what I can manage. Let me just do what I can do. So you're trying to handle your family by sight instead of by faith. You're trying to manage your money by sight instead of by faith. You're trying to manage your own life by sight, what you think, see, and feel instead of walking by the promise God has given you, the things God has spoken over you. So we're going to look at this. Let's look at this verse. I, I very rarely use the Amplified. I'm not against it. But I just I want to use the Amplified version for this passage in Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20. It says, Now to him who is able to carry out his purpose and do super abundantly more than we would dare to ask or think. That God is infinitely be able, to, be able to do beyond our highest prayers, our thoughts, our dreams, or our hopes. What you would even hope for yourself, God can do greater than that. Now that should get an amen. I'm telling you. Come on. I mean, even your highest prayers, God can do more than that. And you say, but why are we not seeing the super abundant? I want to see the God stuff happening in my life, not the Mark stuff. I want to see the God stuff happening in my family happening in the ministry God's called me to be a part of. Nothing is impossible for God. There's nothing too hard for him. Nothing confuses him. Nothing is greater than him. There's no force that can stop him. He is faithful and he cannot fail. And he can break through any barrier and he can make a way where there is no way. I want to see God's stuff. To me, when I look at our world today and I look at all the cynicism and I look at all the unbelief that is out there, I really believe that the church has to begin to walk by faith again. That's what's going to reach the doubting world out there, not rhetoric. They're looking to see the God stuff in our lives, in our hearts. And it's not, in, it's not just us talking it. They want to see the breakthroughs. They want to see the miraculous. God is able to do super abundantly above what you would even ask or think. What is the key to seeing God's stuff in your life? Matthew 9, 29 says this, according to your faith, it will be done to you. According to your faith. So how can we see our faith grow? That's what we want to look at this morning. First of all, I want you to write down because we're just going to go through just a few things. Every believer has a measure of faith. Every believer. If you have been born again, you have a measure of faith. And I'll show what I mean. Now let's look at this passage. Mark eleven twenty two through 26. Have faith in God, Jesus answered. Truly I tell you, if anyone says to this mountain, go throw yourself into the sea and does not doubt in their heart, but believes that what they say will happen, it will be done for them. Therefore I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you've received it and it will be yours. The fact that what he's saying here is every believer has a measure of faith. He says, have faith in God. Literally, it means have the faith of God. It's have the God kind of faith. The God kind of faith is that when a person believes in their heart, then speaks with their mouth, and it is done. 
When God said, let there be light, there was light. When Jesus said to the storm, peace be still, the waves stopped and the wind stopped. When Jesus said, Lazarus, come out, the dead man raised. That's the God kind of faith. And what I'm saying is every believer has a measure of that God kind of faith. Not that I hope God can, not I think God can, not I wish God would. It is that you know that when you speak this, it's going to take place. The God kind of faith. Jesus had that kind of faith. He would speak to a demon. He'd believe it comes out. He'd speak to disease. He believed it would be healed. He had that God kind of faith. And the Bible is saying, have faith in God. Have that kind of faith. And I'm going to show you, every believer has a measure of that. Many people say, that's what I want. I'm asking God to give me faith. Friends, I'm saying to you, you don't have to ask him. You already have a measure of that. You don't have to go and beg for it. You've already got it. In fact, Romans 12, 3 says, God has dealt to each one a measure of faith. Every believer in Jesus has a measure of faith. God has given that to you. You you know, a lot of times we don't realize you are saved by grace through faith. When your eyes were opened to see your need for Jesus Christ, when you were aware that you're a sinner and Jesus is the Savior of the world, when you came face to face with that and you had the faith inside of you to believe that his death could cancel, his death could cancel your debt, that he could wash you white as snow and bring you into right relationship with the Father and the Creator of heaven and earth. When you had the faith to believe that, that was not your doing. No one comes to the Father unless he draws them that was God putting a measure of faith in you and giving you the grace to see how to begin to trust him every believer has a measure of faith every single one of us so we need to accept first of all that we have a measure of faith if we're born again if we're not we need to turn our lives over and and begin to give ourselves to Jesus Christ because that's a spiritual birth really is releasing inside of you something that's not human. Most people are trying to pep themselves up and they're trying to hope in something by their own willpower. But I'm saying to you, every believer has a measure of the God kind of faith. Number two, this measure of faith can be increased. Every believer has a measure of this God kind of faith, and that faith can grow according to what you do with it. A lot of people take their faith, and they do like this man in the Bible that had the talent, and he hid it. I think in Western culture, we're predominantly almost, you know how it says in Romans, the world tries to squeeze you into its mold? And I think the world tries to squeeze us in Western culture to live by human wisdom, human strength, and human effort. It's trying to squeeze us to try to do life by sight instead of by faith. And so if we're believers and we're not careful, we start just taking our faith and putting it on the shelf. And we're not letting God lead us into promises, into things he wants to do in our life. Because we're trying to figure out how to get there. We're trying to measure out in our own strength instead of walking by faith and trusting God. Because God will lead you to places where you're saying, I don't know how to do this. And he has to part a sea. He has to bring a provision. He has to do a miracle. 
And God wants to do those things, but he can, the one that can grow our faith. The measure of faith you have can be increased. There are two ways you increase the measure of faith you have. One is you have to feed it on the word of God. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Man will not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. The word of God to your soul, to your spirit, man, is what food is to your body. If you starve your body, you get weak. You don't have strength. You can't concentrate. You can't do things that you normally can do. The word of God brings, breathes strength into your faith. It really does help your faith begin to rise up. You can sit there. We read the word of God for 36 hours. I guarantee you, anybody that sat in there and came to those things, there would be a time where it's like a wind of faith would blow over your, your being inside. You'd be right. God is able to do this. And you're, what God was whispering to you was different than what he's whispering to me because he's speaking to what he wants to do in your life. He's speaking to what he wants you to believe him for, what he wants you to stand up and take hold of. The other thing that helps grow faith is exercising your faith. If you come in and on a Sunday morning you're stirred to believe God for something, you may even weep a tear, you may even identify it in your heart, but if you don't go out and start acting on the faith that God has been provoking in you, then that faith will just begin to like fade away. You won't, you won't, you'll just let it drift away. You have to exercise your faith. You need to put it into practice. You feed it on the word of God. You put it into practice in daily living. I mean, I can sit there and think of things where God began to show me. Like, I lived in my 20s. I went on antidepressants twice in my 20s. I would get depressed. I was in seminary the first time, and I got really down. I got really struggling. And I went in, and they put me on antidepressant, and I felt better. But I still was struggling with being discouraged. Then I got into my first real full-time pastorate, and I'd face the ups and downs of that. Before long, I'm depressed again, and I'm taking some antidepressants. I'm fighting this discouragement. I mean, I literally felt like dark clouds hung over my head. And I, and I didn't know what to do with this. And I remember reading the Bible where it said, God is rich in mercy. And I remember the verse in Hebrews chapter 4 where it says that, we could come with confidence to approach his throne of grace to receive mercy and grace in our time of need. And then the passage where he said to the blind man, uh, and he said, what kind of mercy do you want? And he said, I want to see. And just like all together it came to me, God has an overabundance of mercy. He's told me to come and ask him for his mercy in my time of need. And then he, when people came and asked him for mercy, that he could heal and deliver. So I said, God, I want the mercy to be free of discouragement. I mean, I had the faith, but I had to go before the Lord and start believing and trusting for him to do in me what no counselor could do, what no medication could do, what I couldn't do for myself. And he was calling me to that place to believe him. And I had that God kind of faith, and I believed him, and it broke. That was in my early 30s. I've never struggled with that a day since. I've never been on anything, and I've not had discouragement rule my life and face many things that are hard. 
God can do those kinds of things. Even when you go in with your finances, if you try to walk by sight, you're not seeing any real breakthroughs. If you started asking God and turning this to God and seeking God, you could see God do things that you could never do. I mean, sincerely, he can bring provision from places you never dreamed possible. And it's not just wanting these kinds of things. It's really the Holy Spirit will begin to show you where he wants you to step out and trust him. As you're reading the word, he will begin to challenge you for your marriage and start showing you, I want you to step out and stop trying to manage this and begin to pray for this to happen in your family. Faith should be something we're walking day by day. The righteous will live by faith. There are times when we would go in. I didn't have the faith to believe God to transform cities. But as I started stepping out, as I started going, as I started engaging these things, as I started then beginning to move in the things God was asking me to do, I saw him do what I had never seen before, never even knew was possible before. Now I can believe him for cities. Sincerely, it's not even that hard because your faith can grow. Look at these passages in the Bible. So first, 2 Thessalonians 1.3 says, We are bound to thank God always for you because your faith grows exceedingly. Faith is something that can grow. Luke 12.28 says, You have so little faith. Matthew 8.10 says, I tell you the truth, I found no one in Israel was such a great faith. See, faith can be big, it can be small. It says in Romans 4.20, he grew strong in their faith. Acts 6.5 says, Stephen was a man full of faith in the Holy Spirit. So someone can be half full of faith or full of faith. Someone can have a little faith or a great faith. Faith can be small or it can grow exceedingly. It's depending what we're doing with the measure of faith. Are we feeding it on the word of God. And I know it's been preached and shared in this church that we should be having as a daily part of our lives, saturating in the word of God. My faith used to feel like a roller coaster ride until I started saturating in the word of God. You would feel up and then sometimes battles would come and you would feel down. But as I started saturating in the word of God, my faith was able to have a consistency to it. But then there's those places God's telling you, trust me for this. Believe me for this. Don't look to the left or the right. Keep your eyes on me. And when he's doing that, he's growing your faith. You know, he literally knows what next challenge you're going to have. So if you're not walking by faith, you're not allowing him to prepare you for what's coming. He will. He'll prepare you for what attack even the enemy's plan for you he will strengthen your faith there's times he'll call you into a place to trust him with a person with a situation and then later on down the road you realize that person's life is shaking like this and you realize God knows how to prepare us and then you can stand there where everybody else is feeble you can stand there believing God for the breakthrough for that person when everybody else is scared what's going to happen with them Friends, we are to walk by faith. One of my favorite people to read about their life is a German who lived in England named George Mueller. Been to Bristol, seen you know, the buildings they built. But what I love about it, George Mueller lived in a day and time when faith was low. In, in, in the church, faith was low. So he 
wasn't necessarily drawn to orphans. He was drawn to wanting God to do something with his life that would begin to inspire the faith of the people. And God led him to a place to begin to want to care and take care of orphans. So he was led to the place by God to trust God to bring all the provision for these orphans, whether it's to care for the housing, care for the caregivers, all of this kind of stuff. And they took care of the clothes, the food, all of these things. 2,500 kids. And they watched God. And you probably heard the stories about in the 11th hour, food would be left at the door. Or the money would come in so that they could pay. And what's amazing is George Mueller was walking by faith that his life started inspiring Hudson Taylor and other people that then took steps of faith. Do you realize that if people in the church start living by faith, it starts spreading throughout the whole body? That a church starts living by faith, it starts affecting other churches. I mean, the people in George Mueller's lifetime began to step out and God started doing miraculous things because someone chose to step out and trust the Lord and what he was asking for. And then George Mueller writes when he was in his 90s, when I first started praying and believing God, exercising my faith, it took all the faith I had to believe God for one pound. But after seeing God answer so many prayers for 50 years, I could believe God for a million pounds just as easily as I could for one pound 50 years ago. And you know, a million pounds back then was a lot of money. I'm saying to you, your, your faith can grow. But God is wanting to engage it that you will begin to stand and believe him, not doubt, not look to the left and the right and try to figure out how to manage it, but to stand and trust and believe him for the breakthrough, for the blessing, for the things. that we, But we need to exercise that faith. I know that many times I've watched people try to be George Mueller when God didn't ask them to be George Mueller. And then they wonder why they don't get the provision that George Mueller got. But God didn't ask them to do it that way. We need to walk in the faith that he's speaking to us. What he's speaking you to believe him for, you to step out. I know a man that was asked to love his wife and look for nothing in return. That was the step of faith God was asking of him. He was scared to death. And you realize God knows how to speak to you. He knows how to challenge you and where he's wanting to bring a breakthrough, the God stuff in your life. And if you're in the word, if you're in prayer, if you're seeking the Lord, he will make clear where he wants you to walk by faith and not walk. Give up the walking by sight. Stop trying to manage it. Stop trying to handle it. Stop trying to avoid it. Begin to allow God to work. You see him work in one thing. Then you'll go to another thing and then another thing. Before long, your faith will begin to be much stronger than it ever was before. Somebody needs to say amen to the Lord. The final thing, start where you are. The problem with faith is a lot of people want to be at this mountain-moving faith when they've not been exercising. It's like me wanting to go run a triathlon tomorrow. You know, you think, you're not ready for the triathlon you realize you need to build up. And some people want to be believing God for this huge thing 
when their faith has not grown to that level. We need to start trusting God where he has us. There are things God will begin to speak into your life, and he's probably been speaking to them because the problem has just been repeating over and over again. You've stayed stuck. He wants to believe you for that stronghold to be broken. He wants you to believe you for that family member that is not where they need to be in their life. Or he wants to believe you for that burden that is weighing on your heart. But we need to start where we are. Faith has to be fed and developed in order to grow. And that takes time. But I'm telling you, if you will start where you are and start believing God for some of these things, your faith will grow faster than you can imagine. I remember there was somebody that was in a hospital, and I was really being stirred to believe God for healing. So I came in and wanted to say, let's pray for your healing. It was before they went to the hospital. And I was trying, let's pray for you to be healed. And they had um, a cancerous cell kind of thing. And I said, let's pray for that. And they, they said, and they could just tell they didn't receive that. They didn't really want to do that. They didn't have any real faith for that. So I came to them and I said, you know, if two or, if two or more will agree, we can believe that God hears us and that he's going to do what we say. But if we can't agree then we really can't pray for this. So instead of me trying to force what I have faith for, what do you have faith for? And the person sat there for a minute, and then they said, you know what? I have faith that I can have the surgery, everything will go perfectly, and I can have a miraculous recovery. That there will not be pain, that I will not need pain medication, that even the medical staff will acknowledge that the recovery is, is not normal, that it's from God. I can believe God for that. So I said, okay, let's come in agreement for that. So we prayed for that. We asked God to begin to do and bring about a miraculous recovery, that there would be uh, no pain in all of this kind of thing, and that even the doctors would recognize it. So the day of the surgery that happens goes smooth as it could be, and then uh, they come out of post-op, and they're fine, and then they don't take any pain medication that day. The next day, the doctor comes in and says, looks at their chart, and he says, well, I noticed you're not taking pain medication. Uh, don't try to be a hero. You know, you need to take that. That's there to help you. And the lady said, I'm really not having pain. And he's like, oh, yeah, okay. The next day, he comes in and sees again that she didn't take any pain medication. And he questions her, and he says, you know, we do this surgery 10 times a day. And we have people from all around the state and beyond the state that come here for this surgery. Not one time has somebody not needed pain medication. What's going on here? And then she talked about how she had prayed for it and all of that and how that had happened. And the doctor said, this is miraculous. I've never seen this once in all my years of practice. Now, that woman's faith, because she found a place that she could believe God, and she chose to step out and believe God for that, her faith grew. And then you could believe God for the next thing. And See, we're supposed to walk by faith, not by human reliance and management and trying to manage our problems, the people, ourselves, and all of these kinds of things. 
A church should be living by faith. What are we trusting God for as a church? Like, are we, what is God calling us to believe Him for? Like, we're saying we're believing God to reach this many souls. We're believing God to help us begin to bring the body of Christ together to see a rising of the Spirit of God in Bromley. You know, you, as we engage these things, we need to be living by the promises God has given us, not just how we can manage ourselves, our finances, our lives, our career, all of these kinds of things. So I really want to come to the place that I'm asking you, what is God wanting you to believe him for? What is God wanting you to start praying and exercising your faith because even when you begin to realize God I know you're wanting me to trust you for this in my life in my family you start praying about it God will start aligning you he'll start showing you I remember one time when I was asking God to heal my back I've had three back surgeries I've had a lot of pain in there I had all of this since I was 15 years of old 15 years of age, and I started asking God to heal my back. Many people had said, I really feel like God wants to do a healing of your back. And I was asking him for that, and the first thing he spoke to me, don't ever use your back as an excuse to not do something. Because he was showing me, if I start, and he showed me sometimes like when I'm tired and don't want to do something, I said, oh, my back hurts. Now, my back does hurt, but he showed me, stop using it. If you want me to heal this, You've got to get out of using it as an excuse because the enemy can keep hold of it if you keep doing that. So God, as you're praying in faith, will show you how to align, how to let go, how to begin to be in position for him to move in a miraculous way. It's not just saying, God, do it, do it, do it. He literally will begin to line you up for the blessing and the breakthrough to come. What is God asking for you to trust and believe him for. Sincerely, I honestly believe if the church would begin to walk and live by faith, we would be, have a testimony to our community and to other churches that God is amazingly alive and real and present. Honestly, even as some of you, some of you are forerunners of faith, that you can believe God, you have a gift of faith. And as you start stepping out and walking in that, God can begin to use that to begin to inspire others, to begin to trust him and believe him so that God can even do more than you would even think to ask him. So as we close this service, we do not want to hear this word and then just walk out. We really want to begin to jot down in our heart, I hear you, Lord. And a lot of times what I have found is the reason I even ask people to come to an altar is because it's real easy to kind of stay in just a neutral place. But when you step out, you are literally saying to God, I heard you. You're saying you want to do this in my heart. And I say yes and amen. Let it be done. So if you know something the Lord wants to do in your heart, you know something he's wanting you to begin to walk by faith. I want you just to come here, there's plenty of room, and just begin to come before the Lord and just begin to ask God to begin to work in this area. Repent of trying to manage it and turn it back over to him. Let's rise up to our feet.
if you hear and know specifically, clearly, God, I know what you're wanting me to begin to trust you for. Just begin to come forward right now. Just begin to come. Don't hold back. Don't be afraid of other people. This is before you and God. Just begin to open it. If you, There's room in even all the way to the front there. Just begin to step out. This is truly saying, God, I really want to walk this by faith and not by sight. I don't want to keep managing it, handling it, turning to humans to how to figure it out. I want your supernatural intervention. I want your hand to begin to touch what's impossible for me. Father, I begin to even repent for trying to do this in human means. I repent for trying to work it out in my mind, use my own wisdom and strength, try to manage it with my own abilities. I repent and I come here and I bring this before you and I want you to begin to work and move a line and begin to set this in motion for your miraculous involvement. For you to begin to do what I could never do, even beyond what I would ask you to do. Father, just begin to move in my own heart. As the worship team will sing, I really want you just to talk to the Lord and just begin to give this to the Lord. He's asking you to trust him with this. So begin to just cut away that fear. Cut away that self-reliance. And just begin to entrust this to God. To begin to lead you towards the breakthrough, the blessing, even the miracle that he can begin to cause you to come into agreement and speak out for that mountain to be moved. Just talk to the Lord now. We come in the name of Jesus right now. We know that we have an enemy that he attacks our faith. Father, we set our eyes upon you. We are going to seek you. We're going to be in your word and allow you to grow and stretch and lead us into the breakthrough, into the blessing, into the fulfillment, into the fullness of what you desire. But right now we're making a choice that where you've asked us to stand, we're going to fight the fight of faith. We are going to fight the fight of faith in this area right here, God. We're not going to grow, give up. We're not going to go back to sight, but we're going to hold up our shield of faith. We're going to put our eyes upon you. We're going to begin to speak out the truth of who you are. We're going to begin to trust you to bring about the steps, the, the things necessary to see this breakthrough. But we're not going to sit back and just coast. We are going to fight the fight of faith, Lord Jesus, and begin to see you part a river, make a way where there's not been a way to bring about supernatural intervention. But in the name of Jesus, we will not stand back and accept defeat. We will not accept loss. We will not accept 
the enemy stealing anything from us. In Jesus' name, we mark our stand for what you've stirred in our hearts. And now we are going to be in your word and seek you for you to begin to bring the breakthrough in this area. And we stand up and we hold up our hands and saying, I'm trusting you to begin to do more than I would even ask over this person, over this situation, over my this area of my life. God, you bring what needs to be brought. You bring the words, wisdom, truth. You bring whatever needs to be brought for their breakthrough to come. But in Jesus' name, I declare, I'm standing here believing for you to move this mountain. In Jesus' name we pray, amen, amen, and amen. Give a hand clap to the Lord. that we see in the press and everything, it, 
it can shake us, but we can build our lives on our faith and our trust in our God that our lives will not be shaken. Fix your eyes upon Jesus. That's what we've been told to do. Fix your eyes. Some, this week when we're spending those moments in prayer, when we're seeking God, fix your eyes upon Jesus. At first you'll be thinking, well, where is he? You start remembering scripture. You start remembering what he has done. You recall again, back into your mind, into your heart, those things that he has already done that you may find, yes. And as you start to become secure and calm, you will start to see Jesus. As you fix your eyes upon him, he will lead you, he will guide you, he will help you. Because he has promised he will never leave us, he will never forsake us. Father, we want to thank you for your word. We would ask you, quite humbly, Lord, we would ask you, would you help every one of us to fix our eyes upon you, Lord, to gaze upon you. Give us the strength, Lord, to say no to all of those bombardment of lies and things that come to our minds, that we may walk fixed on you. We want to walk by faith, not by sight. So, Lord, help us as we step out with you and as we press into you during this week. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Folks, we're going to finish our service there. There's going to be a prayer team down the front. If you want to be prayed for for anything that you still haven't dealt with, then get a cup of coffee or come down and see the prayer team down here. We especially want to thank all of our friends from Florida, Pastor Mark, Pastor Roger, the team that have come with them. Truly, we want to say that they have they've held our hands and strengthened us during this week. It's our job now to carry on walking in the things that they have helped us with. So we have a responsibility, but we truly want to say thank you for all that you've done and for the team that are now flying back to the States. We bless them in the name of Jesus. And the rest of you, we pray for a safe journey for you to go back home. God bless you. We're finished there. Do stay and have a cup of tea or coffee uh, with us. We'd love to speak to you. Have a great week, folks.